today god bless you for joining us <clears throat> live on facebook this is wet conference day two wet conference day two and i believe your life will never be the same thank you for joining me today just share the video with someone share the video with somebody let them be also let them also be a blessing let them also be a blessing it's gonna be a great time today it's gonna be a great time today and I believe that this message will bless you I believe that this message will bless somebody watching me God bless you for joining Graceland God bless you for joining me share the video with somebody share the video share the video with somebody Samuel bless you for joining in bless you you guys are doing awesome share with somebody share the video with somebody let them be a blessing let them be a blessing yesterday was great today is going to be another level altogether today is going to be another level altogether and i believe that it will bless you it will bless somebody watching me we look about so many things yesterday and then we ended or we concluded we were still looking at the identity of the scriptures and that's what we did the introduction for yesterday and I know that today we are going to take it from where we ended yesterday and then build up gradually until Thursday praise God so you guys are doing awesome share the video with somebody target with someone target with a friend let them also enjoy the blessing of God praise God praise God praise God hallelujah yes so before i dive in i just want to give a recap of yesterday what we we shared yesterday we started by looking at the meaning of the word scripture scripture we came to understand what the word scripture actually means we looked at the scripture in second timothy chapter 3 verse 15 where paul wrote to timothy his son and then Paul told Timothy that from a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. He said from a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. Then we said so the scriptures are such that a child could even come to the knowledge of it. He said you have known the holy scriptures. We said the word known is the word oida which means to acquaint yourself with so apostle paul told timothy that from a child you have become acquainted with the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation so we said the scriptures has the capability the scriptures have the the that kind of divine power in it to send a man or to make a man wise unto salvation we looked at that yesterday and then we said the word scripture that Paul said in 2 Timothy 3 15 he said from a child you have known the holy scriptures we said the word holy scriptures the word holy in the Greek lexicon is hagios which means set apart we said the scriptures are set apart writings he said you have known the holy scriptures then the word holy is hagios which means sacred material or set apart writings that is why we said that the scriptures because 
they are set apart they cannot be used for just any ordinary purpose the scriptures has to be used for its intended purpose because they are set apart materials so he said from a child you have known the holy scriptures and we said the word holy scriptures is hagios grammar the word scriptures is the word grammar which means the meaning derived from what is written so from a child you have known the herios grammar which is able to make you wise unto salvation which means that for a person to become wise it is on the premise of the scriptures the scriptures have the capabilities the scriptures have that enablement in it to make you wise unto salvation and and he said the scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation so the wisdom acquired through the scriptures is unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus so we looked at that yesterday and then when you read second timothy 3 15 16 he said for all scripture is given by the inspiration of god and we said the word inspiration means the breath of god which means that god breathed in the people god breathed through the people who wrote the scriptures so it's inspired which means its origin is from god it's inspired by god and it is profitable so now apostle paul is giving us the main reason why the scriptures were written second timothy 3 16 he said from a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus then verse 16 he said for it is profitable for doctrine it is profitable for doctrine now to most people when they hear the word doctrine what comes in mind is rules and regulations but you know the word doctrine as used in bible has nothing to do with rules and regulation the word doctrine like we said yesterday is from the greek word didaskalia which means teaching or explanation so apostle paul said the scriptures the main reasons why the scriptures was given is for doctrine now i remember somebody uh, invited me to speak for him and then one of the things he told me is that he doesn't want me to talk about doctrine i laughed because i mean i knew that there was some he didn't know what he was talking about because doctrine is actually what the scriptures are intended for he said for doctrine which means for teaching and explanation so the doctrine is intended that is why he said it is a sacred it is is holy scriptures which means set apart material it has been dedicated for a particular purpose and the purpose is for teaching doctrine doctrine hallelujah and not just doctrine he said for he said second timothy 3 16 it is profitable for doctrine then we said the word doctrine is teaching or explanation so doctrine concerning what salvation through faith in christ jesus so when you study the scriptures it has the ability to make you stable when you study the scriptures it has the capability to bring you to a place of stability when you study the scriptures it opens your mind it opens you up to doctrine in the area of salvation through faith which is in christ jesus because so many i mean over the years there are so many things we learn that by means of doctrine in the area of salvation we come to be able to correct them for example you 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 hear certain statements like you know uh, 
all that you know you have to give your life to jesus christ you have to pay the price and all that all these things are are words that when you come to the appreciation of sound doctrine in the area of salvation through faith so apostle paul in second uh, timothy 3 16 he said the scriptures are intended for doctrine then the next thing he talked about was reproof now the word reproof is not reproof as in english language but the word reproof is reproof as in bible language the word reproof is the word evidence that means that the scriptures are set apart materials that gives evidence that gives evidence which means that the, the scriptures are the basis of our evidence everything that a man tells you must have its basis from the scriptures when a man sees a vision and he tells you and he sees he gives you any message that message must align with the scriptures because the scriptures is the basis or is the reproof or the evidence so the word reproof used in second timothy 3 15 has nothing to do with uh you know reproof as in to rebuke somebody it's evident the same word was used in hebrews chapter 11 when the bible said now faith is the the, the substance of things hoped for the evidence the reproof so the scriptures are the basis of our evidence that is why you don't build your convictions on what any man of god has said you don't build your convictions on what any papa has said you build convictions from the scriptures because the scriptures is the basis for our evidence so he said the scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus and it is profitable the word profitable is the greek word ophilimos ophilimos means something that is advantageous or useful which means that the scriptures are useful in these areas that apostle paul is talking about in second timothy 3 16. so number one doctrine number two reproof and we said reproof means evidence so the scriptures is evidence then he said for cor for for correction and instruction in righteousness now the word correction means to reset your mind so as you study the scriptures the scriptures have the ability to reset your mind about old and fallacies that we've learned over the years praise god so the scriptures are able to you know reset our minds for example when i was young i was taught that you know the moment i sin as a child as, as a child of god god has a big book in heaven then he writes my name he has my name written in that book and the moment i sin god takes a pen or whatever it is then he crosses my name from that book these are things that we grow up with but the more you become acquainted with the scriptures it resets your mind because all those things you know they were told they were born they were told us just you know to frighten us that we don't sin praise god so the, the scriptures have the ability to reset your mind so for correction and instruction in righteousness now you will understand that uh, he said for instruction in righteousness which means that they're born again and we are already this over the over over, over the months we have said that when we talk about righteousness righteousness is a gift and righteousness is a gift according to romans chapter 5. righteousness is a gift and first corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 makes it clear that jesus has become 
to us righteousness so when we talk about the gift of righteousness we are referring to the person of jesus so when the bible says that for instruction in righteousness which means that the 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 the, 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 the entirety of the scriptures is to teach a person in the area of jesus christ because jesus is our righteousness so when we are instructed in righteousness we are being instructed about the person of jesus about the person of Jesus, the purpose for the holy scriptures, the purpose for the scriptures. So he, he mentioned for doctrine, then he said for reproof, which is evidence, then for correction and instruction in righteousness. So these are the parameters, or these are the borderline by which uh, the, 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 the man of God, then he said that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good works. So the scriptures is not for motivational speaking. The scriptures is not for teaching any subject in school. The scriptures is not for agriculture. If I want to teach agriculture, I don't use the scriptures to teach agriculture. If I do that, I am abusing the purpose for which the scriptures was intended for. Because he calls it the holy scriptures. And we said holy means hagios, which means sacred or set apart. So they have been set apart for a particular purpose. And now he's giving us the purpose of the scriptures for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction and correction in righteousness. Praise God. So if I want to talk about motivation, I don't use the scriptures because the scriptures is for teaching doctrine concerning salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That is the purpose of the Holy Scriptures. If you want to learn about business, it is not the scriptures. You have, it, I mean, the best way is to go to a business school because there are people who are very, you know, renowned and people who have, you know, the, 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 the know-how in business school can teach you about business. The scripture is for teaching doctrine in the area of salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And that is what Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. So yesterday we looked at that and then we also said the word scriptures usually refers to the Old Testament books. We said anytime you see the word scripture in the Bible, it's usually referring to Genesis to Malachi. And we saw so many instances in the Bible, like the, the scripture I just read from 2 Timothy 3, 16. He said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for... When Paul made mention of scripture in 2 Timothy, there was no book of 2 Timothy. So he was referring to Genesis to Malachi. We saw another scripture yesterday in John 5, 39. Jesus said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. When Jesus told the Pharisees to search the scriptures, he wasn't referring to certain Matthew. He wasn't referring to certain Revelation. He was referring to certain Genesis to Malachi. Because those were the books that had been written by then. Praise God. So the scriptures, we said, refers to the Old Testament books, which is Genesis to Malachi. And then we also saw that another way of describing the Old Testament books is called the mystery. We saw that yesterday, the mystery. When you see mystery in the Bible, mystery is not talking about handkerchief. 
that is why you see people doing the mystery of the handkerchief there is nothing mysterious about the handkerchief the mystery of the anointing oil there is nothing mysterious about it now the word mystery is from the greek word musterion musterion means that something which is hidden but requires no no mysterion it's not actually something that you you don't have something that you have but requires an explanation to be understood for example you are watching me right now you know one two three you know one two three now as you are watching me if i say six seven nine it doesn't make sense to you right now you know six to be a number you know seven to be a number you know nine to be a number but when i say six seven nine it may not make sense to you so until i explain to you that six seven nine means that share the video then you can understand so if i don't give you the explanation of what i mean by six seven nine it becomes a mystery so the mystery is the old testament books that is genesis to malachi it is not about handkerchief the mystery of the anointing or the mystery of the handkerchief mystery means something that requires explanation to be understood so the old testament books are referred to as mystery because they require explanation they require interpretation to be understood because they are coded with the revelation of jesus so it has to be interpreted for proper understanding so we said the old testament books genesis to malachi is called the mystery how did i know mark chapter 4 verse 11 jesus said unto them for unto you is given the keys to know the mysteries of the kingdom but unto them that are without it is given in parables so jesus's message to his disciples he said that i've given you the keys to understand the old testament scriptures but to them that are without i can only communicate to them in parables that is why we said yesterday that the parables of jesus do not grow you as a child of god the parables of jesus do not grow you because the parables was a mode of communicating to people of dull hearing and dull thinking so for jesus to be able to get the attention of the people he spoke to them in parables so the parables of jesus do not grow you praise god so we looked at that yesterday and then so we also saw that the old testament is referred to as the mystery and then another word that is commonly used in the bible is also uh, closely linked uh, with the word it is written we said anytime you see the word it is written it's referring to the old testament books and we saw in mark chapter 9 verse 12 luke 8 31 and luke 21 22 when jesus would often use it is written he was referring to genesis to malachi which is the old testament books then another expression used by Jesus to refer to the Old Testament as a whole, we said that it might be fulfilled. Praise God. We said that it might be fulfilled. Jesus oftentimes will use that it might be fulfilled. Jesus oftentimes will use that it might be fulfilled. And we said anytime Jesus uses that it might be fulfilled, he is referring to the Old Testament books of the Bible. Praise God. Matthew 5 17 luke 21 22 and matthew 3 15 and then the, 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 we saw another word that is generally used to refer to the old testament scriptures we also saw the word law 
and we said that the word law actually generally refers to the first five books of moses genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy but jesus uses the word law to refer to the entire old testament books of the scriptures and we saw that in john chapter 10 verse 34 jesus said is it not written in your law that you are gods now jesus quoted from psalm 82 verse 6 he, but he he regarded the book of psalm as the law so he said is it not written in your law that you are gods he quoted from psalm 82 he was quoting the book of psalm but he said is it written in your law so he, he he you know he collated the entire old testament books of the bible as the law then we also said that he used the word law and prophet also to refer to the old testament the law and the prophet and we saw that in matthew 11 13 and matthew 5 17 we said that and then the final thing we looked at is the word the word of god when you see the word of god it also refers to the old testament books of the bible genesis to malachi romans chapter uh, hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 the bible says for the word of god is living and active now when the writer of hebrews said the word of god in hebrews 4 12 he wasn't referring to the book of hebrews he wasn't referring to the book of matthew he was referring to genesis to malachi because by then the old test the old testament books were the only books that had been written the new testament books were, were, were not written by then so when he said the word of god is living and active he was referring to genesis to malachi jesus again said in john 10 35 he said for the word of god cannot be broken and we said jesus taught from the old testament scriptures when jesus came there was no new testament in fact it was after jesus christ resurrected that the old testament came in place it was after the resurrection of jesus and we said yesterday that the, the it was after jesus resurrected that the new testament came in place we said yesterday that the new testament was cut in matthew chapter 26 verse 28 where jesus said this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission of sins that was the first time jesus introduced the the, the the new covenant so we saw that yesterday and then so the word of god as usually used also refers to the books of the old testament we said that yesterday and then that was where we ended yesterday praise god that was where we ended yesterday but today we are going to look at the divisions of the bible we are going to look at the divisions of the bible because somebody will ask are these things really necessary they are they are necessary if you don't know some of these things that is why most people struggle with bible studies when you see an average believer they don't have a quality bible study life they struggle studying the bible because some of these things have been neglected they are not being taught in church for people to understand how to study your bible as a believer so we only depend on hearsay what our man of god said we are not able to sit down and search the scriptures like jesus said so when jesus says search the scriptures he means investigate the scriptures so it is very important it is very 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 important if you don't understand the divisions of the bible and the timelines and you know sometimes you need to even know who were the audience that this writer was referring to who were the audience of the book of matthew 
so like i said the last time the book of matthew represents jesus as the messiah so or the kingship of jesus christ so the book of matthew represent or portrays jesus as the king the kingship of jesus so you see right from matthew when he was talking about the genealogy of jesus christ he mentions him as from the root of david the son of david because the book was portraying him as the king the messiah praise god and then the second one we said that the book of mark represents or portrays jesus as a servant and so when you study the book of mark very well most of the time from chapter one you see the word immediately and immediately and immediately why because a servant does things immediately so the book of mark portrayed jesus as the servant so matthew portrays the kingship of jesus mark portrays the servanthood of jesus christ the book of luke uh, portrays jesus as the son of man as the son of man which talks about the humanity of jesus and then the book of john portrays jesus as god so you see right from the book of john chapter one he said in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so john portrays jesus as god who became a man to save man so all these things are important otherwise we will be in the church and we are not growing people ask us questions about the scriptures and we are not able to answer them people ask us questions why is jesus the son of god we've been in church for so many years but we cannot answer questions like that so what are what are we studying so these things are very fundamental the divisions of the bible you must know where matthew what, what was the reason why the book of matthew was written otherwise you will see any scripture from the bible when he said that those who endure to the end shall be saved then you quickly say, ah, salvation is by endurance. It's on the last day we know people will be saved. No, you have to know the context, why the writer wrote that, why he wrote what he wrote. So it is very important. So we are looking at today's message, the divisions of the Bible. And like I've already established, the word holy scriptures refers to Genesis to Malachi. We've said that already. Holy Scriptures refers to Genesis to Malachi. And these books were written by different authors who were inspired by God to write down. And the central message of the Holy Scriptures, which is Genesis to Malachi, is about Jesus. It's about Jesus Christ. He's the central theme of the entire Holy Scriptures, which refers to Genesis to Malachi. Then the other thing that we need to also understand is the word synoptic gospels or the gospels now when we talk about the gospels we are referring to matthew to john this gospel is different from the gospel of jesus christ now the fact that matthew to john is referred to as the gospel doesn't mean the gospel message are found in those books i'm going to explain very soon so from matthew mark and luke are actually called the synoptic gospels they are called synoptic because they look alike there are similarities you will see the same passage in matthew you will see the same passage in mark you will see the same passage in luke but the four together are called the gospels the three of them are called synoptic gospels because they look alike they are identical why are they identical because you know every writer they were all some most of them were with jesus christ 
most of them were with jesus and you know they saw what he was doing from different angles they saw it from different viewpoints or points of view so they wrote things that were a little bit different but the same message so they are called synoptic gospels so matthew to john are called synoptic gospels now now let me let me let me let me say this the gospels that is from matthew to john are a documentary of the life of jesus christ the gospels from matthew to john are a journalistic account of what jesus came to do on earth they were eyewitness account they were eyewitness account they saw what jesus was doing and they wrote it down that is the meaning of the gospels so the miracles we see in the gospels matthew mark luke and john were things that the disciples saw jesus do and they penned it down that is the gospels so they are actually a documentary it's like me writing a biography of jesus christ that is what the gospel actually means it is a journalistic account it's a documentary of the life of jesus that is the gospels and then like i've said earlier so the first division is the holy scriptures or the scriptures genesis to malachi is called the scriptures now matthew mark luke and john are called the gospels and we said the gospels are eyewitness account the gospels are eyewitness account of the ministry of jesus christ they give account of what they saw jesus do they saw jesus heal the sick they wrote about it they saw jesus walk on water they wrote about it they saw jesus raise the dead they wrote about it so that is a documentary about the ministry and the life of jesus and so the gospels are not books for doctrine what i mean by that is that you cannot make a thorough explanation or thorough or you cannot teach you know sound doctrine from the from the gospels because they are giving a narrative of the life of jesus christ they are stories that are portraying what jesus came to do so we have the scriptures we have the gospels and then we have the book of Acts. From the law to grace so the book of Acts is a transitional book how the disciples one when jesus christ resurrected the disciples came to him and asked him are you now going to restore to us the kingdom of god now this is a clear indication that they didn't have understanding even after the resurrection of jesus christ because to them they thought jesus was going to be a, 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 a king who was going to fight the roman empire and deliver the people of israel from the hands of the romans so in the book of acts chapter one they were still asking jesus are you now going to restore your kingdom and jesus told them that whatever pertains to the kingdom it is not for him to decide or it's not for them to decide now in acts chapter three 
now you and i know that when jesus christ died on the cross the bible says one of the things that happened was that the veil in the temple was torn into two and this i did a, i did a teaching on that like two months ago where i said that the veil that tore into two represented the fact that we have access to god we have access to god we have equal access to god we all have equal access to god you don't need any intermediary to god now in Acts chapter 3 after the veil had been torn into two the disciples did not still have a clear understanding that god has now become the new temple and their body is now the temple of god so you see james and john going to the temple again to pray because they still knew that that kind of system that was there before after the resurrection of jesus christ was still in place so the book of art is a transition how they were transitioning from the law to grace because after the resurrection of jesus and his ascension they still didn't have understanding then when the angel said and in another instance in the book of art when the angel said to them that this same jesus you see going up he will come in the same manner the disciples thought that jesus was coming immediately when the angel said he will come in the same manner so what they did was that they started selling their properties to the extent that the church in jerusalem became poor that paul had to raise funds for them so the book of art is a narrative about the early church and how they transition from the law to grace that is the book of art so we have the scriptures genesis to malachi we have the gospels matthew mark luke and john and we said the gospels are journalistic accounts they are eyewitnesses account of jesus's ministry and then the book of art is a transitional book from how the church transitioned and even in art chapter 15 there was a sharp argument between the disciples some of them believed that you are saved by works others also believe that no jesus has died and resurrected so we are no more saved by works we are saved by grace so there was something that happened that we call the council of jerusalem that the disciples had to meet and even what discuss about this issue that either you are saved by works or you are saved by grace and then finally they concluded james gave a conclusion that we are no more saved by works we are saved by grace and even that peter gave a, a very sound speech he said that why are we trying to put yokes upon people upon people's neck a yoke that even our fathers couldn't bear so clearly the book of art is also not a book of doctrine what i mean by a book of doctrine is that you don't make doctrine out of the book of art because it's a narrative about the church the early church is a narrative about the early church in the same way you don't make a doctrine out of the four gospels for example when a man came to jesus and asked jesus how can i inherit the kingdom of god jesus told the man go and sell all your properties and come and follow me you can't make a doctrine out of jesus's word that before a man can be saved he had to give all his money to the poor and be bo and be born again no because that was jesus was dealing with the people based on the law because jesus himself was born under the law galatians tells us that in the due time god sent forth his son who was born of a woman under the law so it is very important for us to appreciate some of these things so the book of art is not a doctrinal book the book of Acts is not a doctrinal book. 
then the next division we want to look at is the epistles the epistles praise god the epistles somebody say epistles yes so the epistles were i call it the spirit witness account of the apostles now the epistles were not eyewitness accounts like the four gospels the epistles are the now when jesus was about to die he told his disciples in john chapter 16 he said i have so many things to tell you but you can't bear them so what jesus was actually saying is that the message i actually wanted to tell you i am not able to tell you because you cannot bear them what did he mean by you can't bear them because you don't have the capacity you don't have the holy spirit even if i tell you you cannot handle it but he didn't end there he said how be it when the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth now when jesus said he will guide you into all truth he wasn't oh praise god man of god reverend emmanuel god bless you for joining me yes thank you so much it's an awesome to uh, awesome privilege to you know meet you today god bless you so much so the epistles when jesus said when the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth that is what the holy spirit actually did through the apostles so he guided them into the truth that he couldn't communicate to the people because they didn't have the holy spirit so he guided the apostles into the truth that jesus had to tell them so the epistles is a, is actually a continuation of what jesus couldn't tell the people because they couldn't have the capacity to handle so he re, the holy spirit had to reveal it to the apostles and then they wrote them so that is why in galatians chapter one apostle paul said that his nobody taught him his message he said he wasn't taught by anybody but, but he received it by revelation so the epistles therefore are the actual messages for the church now i said like uh, a month ago i said the gospels were written for us but they were not written to us they are so they are two different things the bible said that he said that all the, the scriptures were written for our learning for our learning so they were written for us to learn from it for us to draw lessons from it but the epistles were written to the church so in galatians chapter one the writer said he said paul an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god to the church which is at ephesus so the epistles were written to the church in other words for believers to grow for believers to you know understand for believers to come to a place of accurate knowledge we need to study and feed on the epistles more i'm not saying you don't have to study other scriptures but the epistles are the diet of the church the epistles are the messages that the apostles by the inspiration of the holy spirit wrote down so the epistles are like our family album the epistles are our family album. we look in and we see ourselves praise god so in the epistles we have the pauline epistles that is the epistles that were written by apostle paul apostle paul wrote the book of 
uh, he wrote the book of first corinthians he wrote the book of second corinthians he wrote the book of galatians he wrote the book of ephesians he wrote the book of colossians he wrote first thessalonians second thessalonians he wrote first timothy second timothy he wrote titus he wrote philemon these are the epistles the pauline epistles then we also have the non-pauline epistles those are books that were not written by apostle paul we have first peter we have second peter we have first john second john third john we have revelation we have jude these and other books were written by other apostles and then we have the book of revelation which is a prophecy the prophecy so these are some divisions of the scriptures that are very very important you know you have to come to a place of understanding them because they help in bible studies i have struggled with having a personal bible study life i will buy all the concordance and i will do everything but i still so some of you could attest to that fact sometimes you want to buy concordance you think when you get the concordance listen you can have all the concordance in the world but if you don't have a, a, a proper view about the entire book of the scriptures you, you still may not be able to study it so people think that when you have a concordance that is all you will know everything no you will know everything when you have a concordance in fact you can have all the encyclopedia in the world but you still have to have an overview of what the entire bible says you have to have an overview of the books of the scriptures because you have to first of all understand that the book is jesus's book the book is not a manual just to guide you on how to live your life it is a book that is revealing the person of jesus christ it is a book that is revealing the person of jesus christ from genesis to revelation it's about a person it is not about you know success formulas it is not about how to you know seven steps to holiness how to all, all these steps the book is revealing a person it is jesus's book the bible is jesus's book so we have to have that understanding at the back of our mind because when we have that understanding then we are reading the book we are reading in the light of the person for example in the old testament god was giving the people of israel manna now they were enjoying the manna which was the food but they lost focus of the person of the manna let me say that again they were enjoying the manna that god was raining for them but they didn't know that the manna was a person so they were enjoying the food but lost sight of christ because jesus was the manna and so when jesus came he told the people he said that uh he said your fathers ate manna in the wilderness but i am the true manna and he said i'm the bread i'm the i'm the living bread i'm the bread of life you see your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died but i'm the bread i was the one but they couldn't see me they couldn't see me because they were excited about so many things that they, they, they lost sight of me so you have to have an overview about all this that jesus christ is actually the message he's actually the person of the bible he's actually the one that the bible is actually revealing the bible is not just a book or a guide or a manual just to guide you to live your life it is a, a, a manual revealing the person when you see the person the person and you encounter the person the person lives his life through you 
and that is the understanding we need to get and that is the understanding we need to get so it is very very important that we understand the divisions of the scriptures so we have the scriptures the holy scriptures genesis to malachi we have the gospels matthew to john and like i said you know when the bible talked about the four living creatures in heaven i said that was a typology of the gospels because the apostle john said that he saw one that had like the face of 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 an eagle the face of an eagle an eagle flies so he was referring to the divinity of jesus christ like john wrote from the book of john he was referring to the divinity of jesus christ now he said he saw one that also has the face of a man and we said that the book of luke was written to portray the humanity of jesus so you see the four living creatures were actually a typology of the four gospels you know jesus was revealing himself through the four gospels so matthew spoke of his kinship mark spoke of his servanthood luke spoke of his humanity and john spoke of his divinity so jesus is king of kings he is also a servant he came to serve and then he is also god who became a man that is the humanity of jesus christ and so the bible talks about the mystery of godliness he said without controversy great is the mystery of godliness that god was manifest in the flesh god was manifest in the flesh in other words god became a man for the purpose of saving man so god was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit why was jesus justified in the spirit because he became sin on the cross so he had to be justified to be declared not guilty so he was justified in the spirit then he said he was seen of angels who was seen of angels jesus he was seen of angels then he said he was preached on unto the world so that is the mystery of godliness so the four living creatures actually depict how jesus portrayed himself in the four gospels so the four gospels like i said are not doctrinal books you don't make doctrine out of the four gospels and i can give you so many examples like jesus went to a tomb and saw a man in gadara who had so many demons in him now somebody will try to make a doctrine out of that and say that even when you are born again demons can still possess you because when jesus saw the man the man was demon possessed that is totally out of context because when somebody say that the person actually first of all has not really understand what the book is actually talking about the man that had the demons possessed that was possessed by the demons first of all he wasn't born again the man wasn't born again because no all those folks were not born again he wasn't born again so demons could inhabit him because he wasn't saved but the moment a man is saved the man's body is inhabited by the holy spirit and the holy spirit and demons cannot cohabit the holy spirit and demons cannot live in the same body together so the gospels are not books we need to you know study it very carefully the gospels were not meant for us to you know you know because so many things jesus said he was telling the people because they were under the law of moses because jesus was also under the law 
Jesus was under the law, so he spoke to them as somebody under the law. Jesus spoke to them as somebody under the law. For example, like I said last month, people come to him and then he tells them, you men of little faith and all that. Because the faith that they had in Jesus was not faith for salvation. The faith they had in Jesus in the four Gospels was faith to receive healing. That is why we said that if you, read, if you check the scriptures very well, all those who came for Jesus for healing, they weren't born again. They only received healing and then they went away. Because in the healing ministry of Jesus, that was the healing ministry, their faith was faith for things. They drew things, they drew healing from their faith from jesus christ but we say that in the in the new testament our faith are not in things our faith is in a person the person of jesus christ that is why hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 talks about the fact that let us lay aside every weight and every sin that easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of faith the author and the finisher in other words he's the one who begins our faith and he's the one who completes our faith so jesus is the completion of our faith so it is very very important that we study the four gospels in the light of jesus christ when you have that understanding i'm telling you you will be a very good bible student because most of the time i realize that we are not able to study the scriptures for ourselves even when somebody or uh, we are taught in church, we should be able to sit down and study the scriptures for ourselves. We should be able to sit down and also, you know, uh, and that comes with time. It comes by progress. I'm not saying it's going to happen once. When you become born again, then you have to know everything. But it's a gradual process. The more we start doing it, the more we start studying, the more we ask the Holy Spirit to teach us, the more we ask him to enlighten us, he enlightens us. And then the scriptures become very clear to us. The scriptures become very clear to us. Because there are so many people who have been in church for so many years, they cannot explain things, common basic facts in the scriptures. They cannot explain. When you ask somebody what makes a person saved, they will tell to marvel you to know, people will tell you because they were baptized in water. So they are saved, you know. So people struggle with understanding the scriptures. And I think that is the essence of the church. That is the essence of, of the church that uh, Jesus Christ has entrusted the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4. Let me read this scripture. Ephesians chapter 4. God bless you for joining. Just share the video with someone. Ephesians 4 verse 11. He said, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers, verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of Christ. So the ministry gifts are given to perfect the saints or to equip the saints. Let me shock you. Did you know that in the mind of God there was nothing like bible schools the church is actually supposed to be the bible school of the believer because we go to church to be taught we go to church to be taught so that we can grow and also affect other people so the church is actually supposed to be a bible school but rather people have established bible school where we go 
and learn instead but rather they are supposed to sit in the church and grow in the church so when you study the early church they had nothing like bible school because the bible said that they continue steadfast in the apostle doctrine what was the apostle doctrine salvation through faith which is in christ jesus so they were they continued steadfast it wasn't a joke matter they go to church ready to learn ready to receive so it is very so he said for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry till we all come to the unity of the faith and i explained the unity of the faith already last month i did that the unity of the faith is not talking about a day where all churches will come together no the unity of the faith and then he's going to explain and the knowledge of the son of god so the unity of the faith is the knowledge of jesus christ where a time is coming where we are all eating the same diet we are feeding on christ we are feeding on christ so till we all come to the knowledge of the son of god unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ that is god's goal for us as believers that we be, we come to the stature and the measure of jesus christ and so we say that we have already been made perfect when the, when we get born again the bible says that by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified then we are still being perfected as we keep on studying and we're doing all the things that you know the lord the, we, we study the word of god and all that we are still being perfected then the final perfection is will take place when we have grown to the stature and the measure of jesus christ then we have been perfected completely so that is very very important so these are the divisions of the scriptures the divisions of the scriptures you have the scriptures you have the and we have the epistles now like i said the old testament is genesis to malachi now matthew mark luke and john is an extension of the old testament let me say that again matthew mark luke and john is an extension of the old testament why because matthew mark luke and john they are still old testament because all the things that you find in matthew mark luke and john are things that relate to the old testament somebody comes to jesus and the person uh, needs healing and then jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the high priest it's an old testament system jesus was still doing it because he was born under the law he was born under the law so matthew mark luke and john is an extension or an upgraded version of the old covenant because the old covenant actually like i said yesterday the covenant is not the books the covenant is a relationships that have been recorded in books so the covenant when we talk about the old covenant we are not referring to genesis to malachi the covenant itself is something that happened in the book of in, in exodus when they were leaving egypt that god had to cut a covenant with them so that is the actual covenant but we have the old testament books that is from genesis to malachi in the same way when we talk about the new testament we are not referring to books the new testament is a relationship that is based on the finished work of jesus christ so what jesus has done on our behalf is actually the covenant 
and though that covenant has been recorded in books then those are the new testament books the new testament books so that is very very important that we come to a place of you know appreciating some of these things i'm telling you if you if you if you study god's word you will know it if you it's 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 a diligent you know you have to be very diligent if you study god's word you will know it if you make up your mind that you want to know god's word you will know it it is not a special grace for special people it's not a special gift even though there are people who have been called into the office of teaching every believer is supposed to know god's word for himself and teach other people in the same way you don't have to be an evangelist to evangelize every believer is supposed to evangelize paul said to timothy do the work of an evangelist so everyone again believer has the mandate to win souls for jesus christ in the same way you don't only have to be a prophet to prophesy every born again believer by the inspiration of the holy spirit can prophesy in the same way so you see in the same way you don't have to be a teacher to be able to know god's word when you study you will know it but it requires time and it requires diligence and so uh, apostle paul said to timothy in second timothy chapter 2 verse 15 he said something let me read that scripture second timothy chapter 2 verse 15 he said steady to show yourself approved unto god now you are not studying for god to approve you now he didn't say steady for god to approve you he said because you have studied now because you have been approved steady to show yourself that you have been approved so you are not studying for god to approve you it's not that when you study the scriptures then god will approve you he says steady to show yourself approved unto god because god has approved you steady to show yourself that you have been approved then he said as a workman he calls the believer a workman he calls the born again a workman because we are we are we are we are laborers in the house of god as a workman that needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth rightly dividing the word of truth so the word of truth has to be rightly divided and what we are doing now is rightly dividing the word we have to divide the word rightly most people are not rightly dividing the word you have to rightly divide the word he said rightly divide you have to rightly divide it rightly divide the word of truth so you have to know where this fits which audience was this person communicating to so you don't you know you don't mix the whole thing you know like you take one scripture from one somewhere then you use it just to you know because it seals what you want to talk about then you just say it for example like i, I brought a scripture up that uh what i brought a scripture up you know when you read the book of job people see job and then they say oh because job suffered and he went through i have to suffer like job and i have to go through like job no you don't have to go through what job went through you don't have to go through what job went through if you are to read the bible in the light of christ the suffering of job typified the suffering of christ so his suffering is not the suffering of the believer it was a typology of what jesus had to go through so jesus has already gone through so if you don't divide the word of truth you will just be lifting scriptures you know like i said recently there is proof 
texting and contextual reading proof texting is when i want to talk about any subject when i want to talk about uh, uh maybe uh, generational case then i go and read from the old testament that gideon went to his father's house and put all the altars so i use that scripture because i want to talk about generational cares then i use that scripture because it is a proof of what i want to talk about i use it and i start talking about it so you must go to your father's house and pull all the altars in your father's house that is proof texting and that is not the right way of interpreting scripture reading or contextual studying contextual studying i have to first of all understand the context of 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 gideon because the bible says in the new testament that there is no other foundation than that which is laid christ jesus so when i'm born again christ is my foundation gideon didn't have the foundation of jesus christ so when you study context it will help understanding it will help understanding so when i'm born again christ becomes my foundation I'm not living like how Gideon lived. The father Gideon, because that was a, a totally two different things altogether. And even in the New Testament, there is no scripture that enjoins you. The Bible talks about Jesus Christ being my foundation. So what I do is that I believe in his finished work. I enforce his finished work. And then I trust him and I know that he has delivered me. So that is how it is done so you, I, I, when i want to prove text i'll just read a scripture if i want to talk about maybe money i'll just see a scripture in the gospels that jesus told peter to go and open the mouth of the fish and take money then i'll use that to you know preach or i'll use that to teach and i'll, I'll just try to you know talk about that scripture and proof texting but if i'm doing contextual reading i have to study and that takes time it takes time because you have to study and rely on the holy spirit for him to guide you into the truth you have to know what, what the, the 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 parameters or the you know the circumstance surrounding that scripture you have to compare other verses but when i want to do a proof test no i'm in a hurry i don't even have time for that and you know when you do that you are not you are not doing yourself a help and you are also not helping people that you are ministering to so bible studies is very good and jesus taught us how to do bible studies luke chapter 24 jesus gave us a pattern for bible studies luke chapter 24 the bible says i i, I said that yesterday he said he began from moses and all the scriptures and he explained the word expound the bible says he expounded it means that he gave them interpretation he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. So I see Jesus go to Genesis and then he tells them, didn't you see that in the book of Genesis, I'm the seed of the woman? I see Jesus go to Exodus. He said, didn't you see in the book of Exodus, I'm the Passover lamb? I see Jesus go to Leviticus. He said, didn't you see in the book of Leviticus, I was the high priest. I see Jesus go to Deuteronomy and say, didn't you see in the book of Deuteronomy that I became a faithful servant? The Bible said he began from Genesis. That is how to do Bible studies. He began from Genesis.
I see Jesus go to the book of Joshua. He told them, didn't you see in the book of Joshua, I became the captain of your salvation. I see Jesus go through the book of Ruth. He taught them, didn't you see in the book of Ruth, I became your kinsman redeemer. I see Jesus go through, you know, the book of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. He taught them, didn't you see in the book of 1 and 2 Samuel, I was your trusted prophet. I see Jesus go through the book of 1 and 2 Kings, 1 and 2 Chronicles. Didn't you see in those books that I was your reigning king? Jesus taught us how to do Bible studies. Luke 24, verse 25. The Bible said, beginning from Moses and all the prophets. Now, the Bible said all the prophets, not some of the prophets. It means Jesus went through Obadiah, Nehemiah, Zechariah, Zephaniah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah. He revealed himself there. Now, he didn't talk about everything. Because to Jesus, I'm the, I, I give identity to the scriptures. So I don't have to talk about everything. I have to talk about essentials because the Bible gives evidence of me. So Jesus went through Ezra. He taught them in Ezra. Don't you see that I'm the faithful scribe in Ezra? Jesus taught them in Nehemiah. Don't you see that I'm the real builder of the broken down walls of your human life? Because that was what in Nehemiah did. He rebuilt the broken walls of Israel. So Jesus is the real builder of our broken down walls of our human life. In Esther, I see Jesus teaching them don't you see that i'm mordecai in esther don't you see that i'm mordecai he said in job don't you see that i'm your day spring on high and ever living redeemer i see jesus go through all those books he said don't you see that i'm the lord your shepherd i shall not want i make you lie down in green pastures i lead you beside still waters I see Jesus go through Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. He said, don't you see that I'm your wisdom? I see Jesus go through the books of Songs of Solomon. He said, don't you see in the book of Songs of Solomon, I'm your lover and your bridegroom. Beloved, that is how Jesus taught us how to do Bible studies. Luke 24 verse 25, beginning from Moses, he expounded unto them. Now, the word expound is the word that bible scholars get the word hermeneutics hermeneutics is the study of bible interpretation so jesus gave them bible interpretation he started from genesis he went through and it's no wonder god bless you prophet of god noble god bless you for joining me and you know it, it wasn't a wonder stephen did the same thing stephen when they were stoning him the Bible said that he gave, he gave, he gave from Genesis to down through. He gave them the entire message in the Bible, and then he was seeing Jesus Christ. So I see Jesus in Isaiah. Jesus was teaching them. Don't you know that in the book of Isaiah, I'm the Prince of Peace. In the book of Jeremiah, I am the righteous branch. Jesus was teaching them. Now Jesus is called the righteous branch. He is called the righteous branch. In fact, the book of Ezekiel also calls Jesus the branch. Now, what that means is that Jesus was born in a specific geographical location. But he became a branch. And he branched to so many places. And today, he is universal. So Jesus is the righteous branch. He was born in a specific place in Israel, but he branched to the whole world. And today his testimony has stood the test of time. 
so jesus i see him teaching them that in jeremiah i'm the righteous brand i see him that in the book of lamentations jesus was teaching them don't you see that i'm the weeping prophet don't you see that i'm the weeping prophet in fact the book of jeremiah was a type of was was revealing jesus christ it was also a typology of jesus because the book of jeremiah one of the themes that runs through the book is compassion you see the bowels of jesus's compassion in the book of jeremiah because jeremiah was so compassionate and he was always weeping and crying for the people and that was a depiction of jesus his compassion and you know how he wanted you know so at one point the bible said that jesus was weeping for jerusalem praise god he was weeping for jerusalem in the same way jeremiah wept when the people were going to captivity so it is very very important i see in the book of the, of, of ezekiel i see that you know jesus teaching them don't you see that i'm the wonderful four-faced male in the middle of the human in the middle of the wheel i see in the book of daniel jesus teaching them don't you see that i'm the fourth man in the fire jesus was teaching them he was doing proper bible studies with them beloved jesus gives identity to the scriptures he is the context. He is the content. He is the pretest. He is the protest. He is the punctuation. He is the quotation mark and the full stop of the scriptures. Jesus gives evidence to the scriptures. Take him out of the scriptures. We have just a psychological book we are reading. He gives identity to the scriptures. He told the Jews, he says, search the scriptures. Investigate the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. evidence of me the scriptures are my testimonials the scriptures are my testimonials so i see jesus in the book of hosea telling them don't you see that i'm the faithful husband forever married to the backslider that is what took place in the book of hosea the faithful husband forever married to the backslider because the people will backslide and then jesus god will still love them they will, they, will, they will go back to idols and god will still love them so he's the faithful servant forever married to the backslider i see jesus telling them didn't you see in the book of joel that i'm the baptizer of the holy ghost with fire i'm the baptizer with the holy ghost and fire jesus was teaching them bible studies he went through all the books now this is not what i'm saying jesus said that in luke 24 verse 25 he said to them oh fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophet have spoken he called them fools because that was the description of their status because he expected them to know better he expected them to have read the whole scriptures genesis to malachi and have read that he would die and resurrect but yet the people didn't understand he died and rose and they were still sad why was he killed that he was a good man who was martyred and all that and the bible said he called them fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophet have spoken so we said what did the prophet speak we saw that yesterday we said what did the prophet speak jesus answered that he said ought not christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory so we said what the prophet spoke was that christ will suffer and after his suffering he will enter into his glory 
so jesus collapsed the entire message of the scriptures in two sentences he will suffer and after his suffering he will enter into his glory so the entire message of the scriptures was collapsed into two sentences by jesus the sufferings of christ the glory that should follow and beloved if you are watching me jesus has already done that that's why he gives evidence to the scriptures I see Jesus telling them in the book of Amos, I'm the burden bearer. I see Jesus telling them in the book of Jonah, I'm the great foreign missionary. Because I said Jonah was acting Jesus Christ. Jonah was acting Jesus. When he went into the belly of the fish for three days, he was just acting Jesus Christ. That Jesus will come and die and on the third day he will resurrect. So when Jesus came, he said to the Pharisees, he said, An evil and a perverse generation seeks for miracles, but none will be given them except the sign of Jonah. What is the sign of Jonah? Death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. So Jesus had to go three days and then on the third day he came back to life. I see Jesus telling them that don't you see in the book of Micah, I'm the messenger of a beautiful feet. I see Jesus telling them in the book of Nahum, I'm the avenger of God's elect. Jesus took them through the entire books of the Bible. Uh, let me come to the New Testament. Like I said, in Matthew, Jesus was teaching them, I'm the king of kings, I'm the Messiah in Matthew. I see Jesus telling them in Mark, I am the great servant or the wonder worker. I see Jesus telling them in the book of Luke, I'm the son of man. In the book of John, I'm the son of God. I'm the son of God in the book of John. Because he gives identity to the scriptures. Jesus gives identity to the scriptures. So the Bible said, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures beloved in all the word all means all not some of the scriptures in all the scriptures in all the scriptures he gave them bible exposition he gave them bible interpretation he gave them bible study so i will encourage you to read the whole luke chapter 24 read the story be behind when after jesus resurrected just read the story how the disciples were disappointed and then do you know what happened the bible said that when jesus appeared to them and he took them through the bible studies then the bible said he opened their eyes he opened their eyes then suddenly when he opened their eyes they saw him now the reason why jesus didn't show himself to them when he came to them at first is because they didn't know he was jesus even though he has resurrected because jesus does not want to be known in the flesh he does not want to be known in the flesh he only wants to be known by revelation so after the bible said he opened their eyes and then they knew it was jesus and then they said didn't not our heart burn in us because Jesus does not want to be known in the flesh. That is why I said the four Gospels are not a doctrinal book. Because Jesus Christ was in his incarnation in the four Gospels. He wants to be known by revelation. That is why I said you can be with Jesus and still not know Jesus. Somebody can be with Jesus and still not know Jesus. Jesus is a revelation. And he is only revealed in the epistles. For, a clear, for clarity, he's revealed in the epistles. Because when Jesus was with his disciples in the four Gospels, did you know that they didn't even know him? 
Now Jesus asked them, who do men say I am? They said, oh, some say you are Elijah. Now, do you know why? Now, now let me shock you with this. They said, some say you are Elijah, number one. Some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are John the Baptist. Now, why were they mentioning all those names? Because the, the, the way Jesus lived his life, he was living like those people because, like I said, the book of Jeremiah was about the compassion nature of Christ. So they saw Jeremiah in Christ. They saw Elijah. They saw that kind of, you know, boldness. They saw that kind of zeal in John the Baptist in Jesus Christ. So they started mentioning the, those names. And then Jesus asked them, by who do you say I am? And the whole place was quiet. And then Peter said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus told Peter that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. That means there are two kinds of revelation. Number one, revelation that comes by flesh and blood. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. So there is a revelation that comes by flesh and blood. Then he said, but this one that you have said is from God. It's from God. So it is very, very important that we understand that Jesus is the identity of the scriptures. Not only is he the identity of the scriptures, Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything. He gives evidence to the scriptures. He gives evidence to the scriptures. He gives evidence to the scriptures. So when you are reading the scriptures, read it in the light of Christ. Read it with an understanding that you want to see Jesus from the scriptures. It will marvel you to know that the rainbow colors, the rainbow colors even speaks of Jesus. The rainbow color speaks of Jesus. We have the color red speaks of the humanity of Jesus, speaks of Jesus' redemption. We have the color yellow, speaks of, of Jesus' you know, divinity because the color yellow is a symbol of gold and gold is only discovered. Gold is not, you know, nobody manufactures gold. We only discover gold. And that is who God is, the divinity of Jesus Christ. Gold, gold you know, portrays Jesus in, uh, Jesus in his divinity. We have the color blue. Blue represents the sky, the atmosphere, which brings of the heavenlies. The Bible says that Jesus is at the right hand of God. Is at the right hand of God. The color green speaks of freshness. It speaks of resurrection. It speaks of life. It talks about Jesus' resurrection. So it is important that nature reveals Jesus to us. Nature even reveals Jesus. Do you even know that the, 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 the feast of Israel, you know, there were seven festivals in Israel. All these were a revelation of Jesus Christ. There were seven festivals in Israel. All of these pointed to the person of Jesus. They had the feast of, you know, the Passover. That spoke about Jesus' death. The Passover was speaking of Jesus' death. I don't want to go into that. I'll go into that tomorrow. But I'm going to end here for the purpose of time. Don't forget, Jesus gives identity to the scriptures. So when you are reading the scriptures, open your eyes. You want to see Jesus Christ. You want to see him from the scriptures because the more we see him the more we become like him the bible said but we all with unveiled face beholding us in the mirror the glory of god are transformed from the same image from glory to glory 
like i've explained earlier from glory to glory is not about from glory to glory it's not talking about degrees of glory from glory to glory to glory to glory there are two glories contextually he was talking about the glory of the old testament that when moses went to the mountain and came down the glory was so strong on his face that the people couldn't see him so he said even that glory fades away but he said but we while we look at the perfect mirror the perfect law of liberty while we look at the glory of jesus christ he said we are transformed and we said the word transformed there is metamorphor which means that we are transfigured we become like christ into that same image from glory to glory that is from the old glory to the new glory from the old glory to the new glory so god bless you for joining i'm going to continue tomorrow god willing it's going to be great tomorrow trust me by the leading of god you don't want to miss it i want you to share the video with somebody just share it with somebody let them also be a blessing share the video with somebody and like i announced yesterday if you want to partner with richmond Owusu ministries just inbox me inbox me and then let's hear from you let's hear from you there are so many things that we want to do by the grace of god so if you want to partner with the ministry in prayer in finance in support everything just send an inbox and then let's know what your what i mean your willingness is to support the ministry and then the name of the lord will be glorified so god bless you i'm going to before i leave i'm going to pray with you that god will god will just open your eyes bless you benedicta for joining me god bless you for being with me throughout god bless you so i'm going to pray the last day is going to be prophetic on on thursday is going to be purely prophetic by the grace of god the mandate that god has given me is an apostolic and a prophetic grace by the grace of god so on on thursday i'm i'm going to be ministering to people and then the name of the lord will be glorified i want to pray for you father i pray for my viewers i pray that the scriptures as we unveil them will be clear to all of us in the name of jesus i pray for everybody watching now i pray for everybody who will be watching later on i declare that the grace of god abounds in their lives father order their steps from today order their steps from today grant them illumination grant them wisdom grant them insight lord let it come a point where we can sit down on our own and study the scriptures where our eyes will open and so apostle paul said that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know that you may know his emphasis was on knowledge that you may know that you may know father we pray that we come to that place of knowing who you are knowing and seeing you in the scriptures in the name of the lord jesus you are blessed and highly favored i'll see you tomorrow same time don't forget to share the video with somebody share the video and be a blessing